Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. This is Your Daily Meds, where we're going to be meditating on God's Word for true medicine for every area of your life. John chapter 6, really great story. Jesus feeds the multitudes with a small amount of food, and there are baskets full left over. This is such an amazing miracle that we can see things on like that superficial, just like the fact that he was able to do it. But we can also see symbolism in the layers as we uncover what some of these things might mean on a different level. Uh, I really like this story, especially, you know, when, when I'm in need, this is something that I can go to because we can see that God is our supply. He's our supply in the supernatural realm. He's our supply in the spiritual realm, but all of that also can manifest here in our day to day in the physical realm. Amen. Welcome to your daily meds. I'm Cassandra Barbato, your host. A little bit about me, my background in ministry and theological training was gained from about 15 years of mentorship from my grandfather, Pastor Sam Eubanks, who was in the ministry forever. And I've done a variety of things in the church. I've done youth ministry, worship leadership, pastoral leadership, uh, missions, and I'm currently the founder and president of Grace Ovation Ministries. But my passion is for the purity of the gospel message. And I want to invite you to help me get this pure gospel of grace out by sharing each one of these episodes with somebody in your life. Amen. All right, so let me just hop on over here to John chapter 6. I'm going to read the story, and I'm just going to let the Spirit kind of flow with what, what we're going to talk about today. So it says, After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd was following him because they were watching the signs which he was performing on those who were sick. I mean, wouldn't you? I'd be like, man, that guy's doing really cool things. There was that guy who was like bound for like 38 years and he healed him in a moment. All right, it says, but Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews was near. So Jesus, after raising his eyes and seeing a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? But he was saying this only to test him for he himself knew what he intended to do. Philip answered, 200 denarii worth of bread is not enough for them, for each to receive just a little. But one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are these for so many people? Notice the numbers. And I, I try and bring this up. And I know that some people get weird about pointing out you know, numbers as it being like a... Um, numerology type of thing, but it's really not. The Lord uses numbers repetitively in scripture for the purpose, teaching purposes to, you know, highlight things. He likes to put his fingerprint in scripture that he's trying to point something out. Yes. And then also put his fingerprint that only God can do these kinds of things where he can bring these things up over and over. So five barley loaves, five is the number of grace, right? And two fish, well, what happens when you put five and two together? You get seven. And seven in scripture is the number for complete perfection. So in these two numbers, you've got the complete perfection of grace. Yes. Oh, this is good stuff. 
So we're going to see what Jesus does with his complete perfection of grace. You also have, um, you know, loaves and fish, and there is symbolism in both of these, you know, the, the loaves, Jesus said that he is the bread of life. He also instituted the communion where he broke bread and we take bread even today as part of our remembering Christ. Yeah. He actually gave away for the entire world to actually eat of his body. And there's some really cool things that we can like highlight in that because it's going back to a mark all the way to the garden with the two trees, right? The tree of life. If Adam and Eve would have ate from that tree, they would have had eternal life. Yes. But that tree is still available today by eating the fruit that hung on the tree. Yes. And the tree that Christ, he brings that full circle when he hangs his very body on the tree on the cross. And so we can eat that tree of life today because Jesus Christ declared bread to be his body. So he gave away for everybody, everyone to eat physically to eat the tree of life. Isn't that cool? Such a cool thing. So then we've got the two fish. Um, there's a comment that Jesus makes about there's the only sign that you're going to get is a sign of the prophet Jonah. Well, he was eaten by a giant fish. Yeah. So to me, I, I see fish as being a representation of the death and resurrection of Christ. That's what that there's like that symbolism packed into that story of Jonah. So there's things there too. Okay. So you get the numbers, you get the symbolism, you get the things um, that are actually being broken to be eaten that all have, they can have symbolic meaning to them. And the more you want to get into your study of scripture, the more fascinated and mind blown you'll be to see these things. One carried through thousands of years of writing from different writers. Yes. Um, and, and just to see the consistency in scripture, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that the Holy spirit is behind the, these writings because there's only, only a God could do, only a creator God could do what has been accomplished in the Bible. It's really amazing. All right, going on. But what are these among so many people? And Jesus said, have the people, um, have the people reclined to eat. Now there was plenty of grass in the place. So the men reclined about 5,000 in number. There's that five again. Jesus then took up the loaves and after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were reclining. Likewise, also the fish and much as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he said to his disciples, gather up the leftover pieces so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered them up and they filled 12 baskets with pieces from the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which he had performed, they said, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. So um, the, the prophet there is actually a reference to uh, something that Moses that we have written down by Moses, where he says that there's going to be a prophet that comes from, from your brothers. Listen to that guy is what he tells them. And so Jesus is being recognized as the prophet. Now there was some misunderstanding about what the Messiah, so they are recognizing in that there's bound up in the idea of him being the Messiah. 
but they had some different ideas about what the Messiah was coming to do. So they didn't quite understand the fullness of the uh, work that he was taking on of saving the entire world by giving his life as a sacrifice for sin. They didn't quite understand that. So they were seeing him as a king that was going to rescue and deliver them from the current situation that they were in. All right. So, but let's go back and talk a little bit more about this event. All right. So for me, when I see this one, what do you have the people do? Let's, let's kind of go step by step. So Jesus, he's like, uh, he's seeing all these people and he's like, well, let's get them some food. Let's feed these people. Well, first of all, food is nourishment, right? It's how we, we have life by our food, right? And, and the food that we eat that gives us eternal life is, is the person of Jesus Christ, as I was already talking a little bit about that before. So we have this food that we eat, which is nourishment to who we are. It gives us life. And he's going to feed the people this, this nourishment. And he's going to do it from something that could never possibly have fed them all, demonstrating that he is creator God that he is the, the one who is capable of being their supply. In other words, he's going to take their utter lack and then turn that into an abundance. And isn't that from like a spiritual perspective, the condition of humanity? We are in a place of lack where we do not have the spiritual resources to be able to save ourselves from sin and death. But Jesus Christ can take that lack and actually turn it into an abundance. He literally became man that has the physical capability of death and then through his death paid the penalty for our sin so that we can have that abundance of eternal life. So he even utilized our lack by becoming one of us so that he could supply us in abundance right? Amazing. All these things are so cool. The more I look at them, the more I think about them. So he takes this, this lack, which has some symbolism, as we talked about the five uh, barley loaves and the two fish, and he has the people do what? Does he tell them to stand up? Does he tell them to run in circles? Does he tell them to get in a great line and wait for him to distribute? No, he tells the people to recline, Yes, he tells the people to recline. Well, what does what is that a picture of? And then it says, now there was plenty of grass in that place. I even get like a instant picture of the shepherd with the flock. Anybody see that? He's, he's going to bring his flock to green pastures, yes, and have them lie down in green pastures. It's a picture of the Lord leading us to a place where he's going to be our filling up. He's going to be the supply that we need in a very real and tangible way. You know, sometimes I feel like we talk about these things and and yes, there is that eternal promise of, of the fullness of good things coming, where we will be on the reach of corruption, beyond the reach of decay, beyond the reach of suffering, beyond the reach of death. Yes. But even right now, God wants to be our supply. He is our supply. And he is bringing us to that place where we recline and, and expect for his provision 
Yeah, I, there's, there is a way to get the bread and the fish for yourself to a certain extent, right? Not in the way that God can do, but we can work and strive to produce a little. And actually, this is part of the curse. If you go back to Genesis uh, chapter three, when God is doling out the list of consequences for their fall, for the sin, and one of the things that is discussed there is that there's going to be hard work with little produce. And so if we want to get a little bit of produce, we can go work and work and work and work. And you can kind of apply that in a lot of different ways. You, you want a lot of um, produce in, you know, physical health, <laughs> mental health. You can work very hard or you can come and recline at the Savior's feet. I really, we have a hard time thinking that that's going to do it. Yeah, we, we really go back a lot to that trying to muster up the salvation for ourselves, to muster up the produce for ourselves. But Jesus Christ has it, freely gives it, and gives it to abundance as we recline, as we wait and rest in Him. Yeah, there, we were designed actually for that rest. Remember, we were created on the sixth day, and the seventh day was a day of rest. So mankind goes directly into that rest of God, right? He called it holy, that day of rest. And we're all invited to come into this day of rest with the Lord, where we are, are casting up our cares, casting up our burdens, casting up our, our knowledge of the things that aren't working around us, and letting them just land on the shoulders of our Heavenly Father, knowing that His supply for those things is going to go beyond what we need. So let's read that here. So He's having the people recline, right? So let me invite you to come and recline um, at the feet of the Lord, yes? Now there was plenty of grass in that place, so the men reclined, about 5,000 in number, and Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed them to all who were reclining. I bring that back again, right? I think it's interesting that anybody specifically talks about those who were reclining. Yeah? Make sure you're the one who's reclining, uh, waiting on the Lord's supply. Likewise, also of the fish, as much as they wanted. And it says, and when they'd eaten their fill and said to his disciples, gather up the leftover pieces so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with pieces from the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who'd eaten. So when, when all is said and done, it wasn't that they all ate to the full. No, they ate and then there was more than they needed. And they were able to gather up baskets full left over. And this is a principle that we see returning in scripture over and over again, that when we are, are looking at God's work, what he does, his supply always goes above and beyond the need. So as you're meditating on God's word today, let me encourage you to rest and expect the abundance of supply that he has coming 
This kind of supply is not one that produces laziness or, or a, a lack of progress. No, the kind of supply that the Lord is going to bring is actually going to produce it's going to cause produce in our life, leading towards an abundance of good things in every area as we rest in him, which is really just that picture of trusting and leaning on him, expecting his honor and favor in all areas of our life, especially those areas where we, we seem to see a reoccurring lack. Amen. So as you're meditating on God's word and you're expecting his abundance to flow in those areas of lack, you're leaning on and trusting on him to be your supply supernaturally doing miracles in your life. You be blessed today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Daily Meds. Don't forget, you can like and comment, subscribe, and of course, share, share, share this episode so that the people in your life can get the true medicine that they need as well. We've got new episodes coming out Monday through Friday, and they're on all your favorite podcast apps, but you can go to our website as well and listen there at yourdailymeds.org. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.